0: Hey, y'all. What's going on, everybody? This is Garrett.
1: And this is Savannah.
0: And this is the Talk Your Talk podcast, episode five. Cinco.
1: Cinco de Mayo. Which we just had. Which we and had and no one got inside. to enjoy. This was trash. This is the first Cinco de Mayo in years that fell on Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday! <laughs> <And> I was <laughs> I, <inside. laughs>
0: I enjoyed it by myself. I uh, bought myself some tequila, I made myself tacos. You what? I hooker. had a great, I had a great single night. a great single All my by my lonesome. Oh, yep.
1: look, I definitely went out and bought tacos from Zicalo downtown. And you know what, You know what? The best part was, they gave me margaritas to go. I didn't have to make my own marg at home.
0: That's important.
1: I said, this is
0: this is luxury. I could not find a, I could not find a place that let me take out marks i i don't know i wasn't looking at the right spot no i
1: was on the hunt i was on the hunt i said i needed to be a special i need there to be alcohol involved (laughs) and i got to Zacalo, and they said it's 15 dollars for two margaritas and three tacos or four tacos four tacos that's a
0: that's a good deal
1: bro it was a great deal here's the gag i got there and they tried to play me you know how upset i was i got there i said hey my name's savannah i ordered 20 minutes ago run me my tacos, sis. And she goes, ooh, we may or may not have the food ready to make the food. And I said, girl? The way that I just drove 25 minutes to get these tacos and these marts. The way I just sprinted here? Okay. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, oh, our chef's gonna go back and see if we have enough ingredients to make them. I said, oh, okay, Use you do you. That. you better. I said, you do that. Thank you. Best believe she came out with my tacos. And not only did she come with my tacos, she also didn't charge me for my second order because I had to wait 35 minutes standing inside. Ooh, no. I said, I oh, well, God bless you. Oh, no, that's wild. No, I, I didn't. I live in Euclid, fam. <laughs> I'm not driving from Euclid to downtown Cleveland not getting my food. True. Yeah. <laughs> I, I ain't leaving without it. <laughs> it's not happening.
0: Well, <laughs> what's going on, everybody? I hope you had a great weekend to all the moms that are listening. Hope you had a wonderful Mother's Day. Uh, what'd you do for your mom on, on Mama's Day?
1: Yes, yes. So, we love good old Trace. Um, definitely bought her a purse because she's been telling me that she needed a new purse. And I was like, if that's not the most subtle way of telling me to get her a bag, I don't. I, don't, I need a moms new bag. Are never subtle. I need you a know, new moms bag. Are never subtle. Exactly. <laughs> right? like, look at this bag. Don't it look terrible? <laughs>
0: Your mom's out here carrying this raggedy old bag around her, around her shoulders. I you took care of you love? for twenty five
1: like, years, mom. Twenty five. I'm still taking care of you. You can't buy me no bag. Okay, okay, okay. I got you. I'm sorry. So I was sick because I bought her a purse, mm-hmm. and that John came in broke. I was like, how to handle broke <laughs> on a bag I ordered online? How to. The- what the world, Aldo?
0: You, you buy it off uh, Bru- a New York street market?
1: <laughs> what Apparently. I thought Aldo was reputable. It was not because my bag came in broken. So I had to go Damn. and face the world to buy her a new purse. But I was like, it's fine. So I got her a purse. I bought breakfast because I'm not about that getting up early to make you breakfast life anymore. And then I made <laughs> dinner because I'm a thug and I'm good with savory dishes. Me and eggs don't really work. Like if I ever catch, if I ever get a man. I'm not making breakfast. I'm gonna tell you right now, that's not happening. But dinner? I love it. I got you for got dinner. It. Okay. So I made her I bought breakfast. I made dinner and I got her a card and a bag and something else. I spent too much money. It's fine. But she's she's my mom, so I love her. It's cool. How about you? what did you do for your mom? Uh, I went, I got her some some AirPods. She's been mm-hmm. she's been working from home
0: quite a oh, lot. Oh, you wealthy. And- we got a wealthy
1: king, <laughs> a wealthy man of God. Okay. No,
0: we are we are stuck inside. I cannot spend money on <laughs> anything. No happy hours. That's no fair. going out. So, so all that money all just been saved. All five happy hours. You said mine. Right. So it all went to mine. Some hairpots.
1: <laughs> So, well, you if you know, pass out home. AirPods, I would love a pair. Just throwing it out there. you're know, you not my mom. You're so. not
0: wrong. <laughs> no, you're not getting nothing. Sorry. A only frugal moms. king. A frugal only king. One mom. Only, one, only one pair of AirPods. <laughs>
1: but,
0: but it was cool. Went to see her. Uh, spent the day with her. You just regular, regular Mother, Mother's Day stuff. You know, uh, shout out to them. Shout out to him. You know, normally my Mother's Day stuff comes when it warms up. So I'll be outside helping her garden.
1: Yeah. Moving around. Yes, yes, leaves, yes. Stuff like that. That's, Cutting, that's grass. Cutting that grass. Cutting that grass. Okay, because look, the way that me and Tracy are set up in this house, and we do not cut the grass because we pay somebody else to do it, I tried to cut the grass one time. Ha! <laughs>
0: You probably <laughs> had all the curvy lines, boy, nothing straight.
1: Boy, that lawn was ugly. I said, "Oh, this is not my ministry," but I did it. You know what it was? I was being, I was being frugal. I was being cheap. I said, "I'm not about to pay no man to come up here and cut my grass for twenty dollars every week when I can do it by dad and myself." No, stop being lazy. Uh, they're with that independent. Okay, look, no. <laughs> the definition, <laughs> the definition of an independent queen. I can cut my own grass. lines, jacked. Mm-hmm. Bruh, it was so bad. My friend has a video because I, so keep in mind, I don't know how to start a lawnmower, right? So you, and I'm 5'3", like I'm tiny. We have this like man-sized lawnmower that you also have to like use a little string thingy to pull start.
0: Right. That's how you start lawnmowers. (laughs) Okay. Oh, you probably look like a fool oh, out Oh, I look a fool. Somebody's probably watching
1: fool. you shaking their head like, <laughs> look at her. <laughs> She's trying to be independent so bad. So bad. Bro, I tried to call that, number. that lawnmower. <laughs> when I tell you, I called three different friends and they were all like, you think it is. they were all like, you could have just called me to cut the grass. Okay, but are you here right now? no so tell me how to start the lawnmower fam
0: <laughs> just watch the youtube video <laughs>
1: exactly i eventually got it started but the conversations like i got dog they were just like you too independent for your own good i said don't talk about yeah. me i'm right here yeah you might sometimes you just gotta you gotta pay that Bruh, needless yeah, to say $20. needless to say i pay that man to come cut my grass now so I, I don't have time for this exactly so tracy's lawn was cut by somebody else on mother's day she got breakfast and dinner out of my pocket, might I add, out of Sab's pocket, and uh, she got her gifts. So Mother's Day was a good time, but we would be remiss if we didn't also acknowledge the women that have lost children, for the women that are struggling to be moms, for the mem- for the mm-hmm. women that maybe carry around um, the reality of not being able to have kids at all. Right. Um, so we shout out to every mother figure, every big cousin who looked out for you, every teacher who went above and beyond. Um, happy Mother's Day to all of you as well to every mom who's or every woman who's trying to have a child but maybe isn't able to know that your value is not only found in whether or not you can be a mom or if you can bring life into the world because you give life out of who you are so we thank you for that in advance um that wasn't something i realized was an issue until probably adulthood when i realized there are so many women who want to be mothers but can't and i was like i really just Mm -hmm. don't know what i would be able to do if that was my reality i i don't Mm -hmm. i I hope it's not me but if it is god prepare me i don't want it things you don't
0: think about it's you know, not things things you think about but you know um, we try to be mindful of those who have lost their moms mm-hmm. during this yes, time yes 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 uh, we are people that can't have kids we were thinking about you and I hope yesterday was easy on you yeah. and you were able to get through the day spend it with some kind of family or loved ones friends yeah. whatever you were just able to get through the day because I know during corona and you already sat Man. on a sad holiday Man. not every holiday is a happy day
1: so. it's not every, everybody doesn't um, have their mom and I really hope that people are more mindful like Celebrate yours, but also take the time to acknowledge others, especially your friends who have lost their parents, especially a mom that they were close to. Please reach out. Like if you and if you haven't reached out, it's never too late to reach out to somebody right. who's lost a parent after a hard holiday. Like that crap's not easy. So that's our piece on Mother's Day. I hope that you all enjoyed. I hope that all the moms listening felt loved and appreciated. You go above and beyond for your kids, and that is why I refuse to be a mom till I'm ready. Until I can. Be <laughs> Tracy Diamond, I don't want to go above and beyond. I'm not going up to be for nobody. <laughs> not a body. You okay. <laughs> but shout out to the
0: mamas. but Shout out to uh our auntie. Yes. Uh Come Jill on. Scott and Erica Badu yes! for that fire. Oh, um,
1: that the definition verses on, of yeah, Versus on Saturday. The definition of soul and body and encouragement and sisterhood and love and joy and just funk and jazz embodied into one moment oh my god it was fabulous but as we segue into this um, we have heard your feedback, and we have decided we are going to be more mindful of when we switch conversation topics. So we have named some things we are going now into what we are going to, from henceforth, going to be known as Culture Cops. Not that we are cops, but you know how you cop the newest pair of sneakers, you cop the newest jacket, you cop, I don't know a new hairstyle. You probably don't do that, but you know what I mean. This is right. Culture Cops. <laughs> yeah. so every two weeks, we're going to give you Culture Cops things that you should have known, things that if you don't know now you do. Important um, entertainment. Topics, things that are driving Black and Brown culture forward, so on and so forth. First things first. If you missed Erica and Jill, I'm sorry. I really hope that you at least saw the Twitter about it. If, if you're not a part of Black Twitter, that's on you. I'm not gonna front with you, Doug. That's unfortunate. You should have figured that out because versus was a, it was a lifestyle choice. Like, be, oh god, it was just Erica and not not. Yeah, it was Erica and her like karate movie in the background. <laughs> It'll change your life, Jill. J- and somebody was like. Jill is the definition of your drunk drunk auntie and Erica is the definition of your high auntie and they came together and just gave you auntie realness. Your favorite, those are your favorite aunties. Those are your favorite aunties. Okay. Um. Thrive. The good sisters thrived. We were just super here for it. I'm not upset. I'm proud of y'all. We are excited because Luda and Nelly are up next and frankly... If I don't see a jersey dress or a Tim on my timeline, you didn't grow up in the right decade. And honestly, I'm oh, not sure see why I'm following that.
0: you. Let's we'll see all the bandana, eye patch.
1: Oh my god! Uh, bandana <laughs>
0: under the eye pictures.
1: Please, somebody, jersey. Somebody, give me a baggy jersey and corn roll hairstyle look. I just need one. I need one. I got one. a baggy jersey in my closet Prepared. right now. Prepared. Give me a jersey dress and a pair of high heel Timbs. I'm ready, boy. I'm ready. <laughs> it's about <laughs> to be. It's about to be a slot. If you were not born in the millennial generation, this isn't for you. This isn't for you. I need you to. If you not. were not, because a lot
0: of people are going to be like, "Oh, this is the big corny, like this song no. was corny," but if you didn't grow up in that time, no. It's not-
1: you met Luda as an actor. I met Luda yeah. when he had a cartoon character music video. That man uh, was God. iconic. Are you kidding me? If you don't know Yeah, I'm not even did, judging
0: this one. This is more just a fun exactly. one. I'm, sit I'm, back, I'm here to thrive enjoy. I'm here to thrive. Kind of like yeah. I like Erica and Jill. I like I love both of them women so yes. much. Yes. And both their music and all those albums.
1: Yes, I'm not even so sure there was less. a winner. Like I think, I think, I think that's the joy of like millennial kids getting a chance to relive some of their childhood. Is that these artists really weren't in competition? These people were just putting out good content. At least Jill and Erica were. Now with Luda and Nelly, it just might be a competition who's going to win. But for Auntie Jill and no, Auntie I Erica. Think-
0: yeah, I think it's us. I think it's more us being like, oh, you know, man, these battles is a battle, but it's not really a battle. It's really like them. They're telling stories yeah. from history. Like yeah. Joe and Erica are just telling stories about like when they met yeah. and how they were kicking it. The same with like uh, Swiss and uh, Timberlake. Yeah. You, like you're just getting history. And music history. Day, like if you, you, getting you music love history, music, you're getting you stories. should stories
1: here. That should be a conversation you're listening to. Like they were dropping names. Erica and Jill were dropping names. Andre Hill, like names of people that you would not typically hear about unless you've done your music research. So if you're a music head or you claim to be a music head, these are spaces that you need to be in. Point and if you just
0: want to hear, if you just want to hear a funny stories about the early 2000s, <laughs> definitely being on that Luda. That Truly, Luda one, on next was that next Saturday. Yes, right? next Saturday. Okay,
1: cool. Um, yep. It's gonna be a good time. So keep so look at versus TV and of course look at the different artists that are a part of it. They're going to be promoting it um, as we move through Culture Cops things that are happening right now. If you watch Insecure, HBO has not only renewed Insecure for a fifth season, but we finally got some movement. Insecure has been dummy slow this whole season. All five episodes have been trash, and the cast knows it because they've been tweeting, telling folks to keep watching. Why? Because the episodes have been super slow. You're not giving me any... The The cast, my guy, the cast. When Lawrence and Molly are tweeting... Stick around, it's bad.
0: You're allowed to have a bad season. Now. No, you're you not.
1: Now, huh? No, you're not. You're allowed
0: to have a slow season.
1: No, you can't have a slow season like that when you're insecure because your fans are ready for premium content. All they've yeah, been giving does. us, all they've been giving us for this season of insecure are fabulous shots of LA and good music. Because the music is always on point. Issa's ear is <laughs> is brazy, bro. Issa's so, ear is crazy. You know,
0: Issa's holding it down. She's like, "Look, I'm not, I'm not hitting these shots, but she's Issa's not is nice. Look at this music. Okay,
1: you're welcome. So you know mm-hmm. you're getting something. She's
0: gonna come back with it. Issa's, oh, she is. she has got the fire. So yep. I'm not even worried she, about it.
1: she had a good episode. Insecure. So the so the so if you don't watch Insecure, the whole point of this whole season is that Molly and Issa, who've been best friends since season one, are entering into their early 30s and are navigating through what friendship is as an, at an adult level, right? Well, they finally have so like, you know, we had that friend that you had that awkward moment with where it's like, oh, are we friends anymore? Like, how are we? We're clearly growing apart. We have some right. issues and we aren't necessarily addressing them. How do we acknowledge this? Because you're lowkey, but you're pissing me off at every turn. And you're like subconsciously throwing jabs. So that's Molly and Issa right now. They're clearly at a point in their friendship where they're just not on the same page. And frankly, Molly, who's played by Yvonne Orji, is she's trash. We don't like her. Molly got to (laughs) go. Molly is that friend who finds something wrong with every little thing. Molly is that friend who makes you feel bad about yourself. Molly is that friend who puts herself and her brand new relationship with her new person in front of your issues. Nobody has time for Molly. Molly got to go. We're all hoping that Molly gets gone or that isa just realizes you know what i need new friends and this hoe gotta go that's what we're really hoping for um but i think if you are a avid insecure watcher you're also kind of hoping that molly gets her craft together apologizes and they can restore the (laughs) friendship because like you know there's that that's how you
0: feel in real life
1: in real life you really hope your friend gets it together or that one of you eventually decides like you know what this friendship means more to me than my need to be right and so they get it together. But I'm right. not convinced. The way that Molly's a lawyer and thinks she's always right. And like, how, ha, bruh, bruh, here's the worst part of this episode. If you don't watch the episode, or listen to this daggone podcast. I'm sorry. but Spoiler alert. Dead spoiler alert. How are you going to have an attitude with the fact that your friend went through somebody else to talk to your dude about a favor that you specifically said you wouldn't do? Does that make sense? Explain that to me, Gary. As someone who who hasn't watched the show, this this, this is the scenario. Paint in the picture here. Okay. Say that you and me are friends, right? Cool. I need a favor. A big favor for an event that I've been putting together for months. Okay. Like something that I'm trying to stake my career on. This is... This has to go off without a hitch.
0: So you need, so you need B favor. I need the
1: favor. Now valid okay. as, now as this friend, sometimes I always need a favor. Sometimes I need you to feed me. Sometimes I'm going to need you to pick me up. Sometimes you're playing like captain save a Hole on occasion until mm-hmm. I get back on my feet. You have really been that person that hold me down, help me down. But you're really my best friend. Also, like you're, you're doing best friend things, right? Got you. Period. Point blank. End of story. I ask you for a favor. Valid, you've been going through your own stuff. And when you said you were going through your own stuff, I didn't really hear it because I was clouded by my own thing. And when you asked, when I asked you, can we talk? You said, you know what? Yeah, I'm actually been having a really rough week. Oh, that's crazy. So by the way, so her approach was rude. Her approach was rude. Okay. 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 When she asked for the favor and you were like, you know what? I'll let you know if I do it. And then we have a conversation and you tell me you don't want to talk to your significant other about a favor for me, because the person that you would need to ask for the favor is a brand new
0: relationship for you. Right. OK, so I got so the person I'm with is the favor that you really. Yes. Need. You need me to. You need I need me to you ask to ask the, favor the, person for the person I'm with. Yes.
1: Right. But you want got to protect you. the friendship. You, are, you want to protect your new relationship this is special to you, it's something different you're not trying to mess it up by asking favors okay, no problem, right? Mm-hmm. okay, so that, that's established, alright? a little bit of backstory, the person that you're now dating, or getting to know, yeah, dating, because like he called her his girlfriend dating, has a friend who was at my neck at one point me, me and this person me and your significant other's friend are were yeah. dating we were a okay. thing, and they ghosted mm-hmm. me they ghosted me, right? Okay. I, that other person hits me up, we chat, or maybe she hit him up, they have a conversation, and that, that friend of your significant other hits up your friend on my behalf because you wouldn't do it to do me this huge favor to make sure my event goes smoothly. So you went behind my back? Is that really going behind your back? This, this is my issue. I don't think that's going behind your back. You told me to keep you out of it, so I kept you out of it.
0: But you didn't, because you still went. It's gonna get back to me, because you went around. Because then my girl is going to come and be like, "Yo, did you know that
1: they did this?" But she didn't. The only reason okay. that the person found because because the, the girl didn't approach you, it, your your person didn't approach you and say, "Hey, so and so asked me for a favor. Would you be cool with it?" Mm-hmm. I did the favor because it was your friend and because I knew the event needed to go smoothly. I did the favor because I knew it was your friend and it it needed to be a thing.
0: I guess this is why did I why did I say no then?
1: Because you're <laughs> shady. Is, because you're a shady uh, person. I'm sorry. Clearly, I got uh, issue with Molly. Uh, clearly, uh, <laughs> clearly, I issue with. I'm not rocking. I'm like, with yo, Molly. I'm shady. Okay, <laughs> I got, got issue with Molly. I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> what you asking my shady ass for help? <laughs> exactly
1: then, huh? right. Huh? So that's the okay, but that's insecure this season. We finally got to a point where all this unnecessary mess is bubbling up. But as the trash person that you are, Molly, you approached <laughs> Issa. After her event went smoothly, y'all had a genuine friend moment and approached her and said, why'd you stab me in the back by going to talk to my dude about a favor? How is that stabbing you in the back? And more importantly, why did you think this was the appropriate moment for you to have an argument with me? You wait until I'm surrounded by sponsors and business opportunities for you to approach me about the fact that your dude did me a favor because you wouldn't ask girl get so, going.
0: what i'm hearing is the actress that plays molly you probably shouldn't come to cleveland <laughs> for the foreseeable future because savannah has words for you we're next. tight
1: at molly bro you know, yvonne yvonne is lit yvonne come to cleveland let me interview you since i got you but molly you gotta leave her character in la we don't want molly here
0: All right, you hear that, Issa. If
1: you win, when it's time to come to Cleveland, leave Molly But you got to leave Molly's character. Yvonne can come. Yvonne who plays Molly, Yvonne can come. We don't want to talk to Molly. Molly's the friend everybody hates, period, point blank. (laughs)
0: Don't even turn into her. Don't don't bring her
1: here at all. All we want is Yvonne. That's all we want, period, point blank. End of story. Okay, I got (laughs) that. But sorry, that, that was a very random sidebar to say, if you aren't watching Insecure, we finally got a good episode, so pull up on the kids. It's about to get good. It's about to get juicy. Yeah, you see how you see how flustered she you was. You see how upset that I was. was you episode. see how tight I got. I was mad. I was mad. But on the same lines of talking about television, Michael Jordan's docu series, Lifetime, whatever you want to call it, is on ESPN. You've been watching that one. How's it been going? How is it?
0: Uh, it's amazing for a kid that grew up in the 90s mm. you know what I mean like I didn't I don't really remember anything much like I remember that last season yeah. the 98 season pretty well because I was like seven mm-hmm. but for the most part I was I didn't even all this stuff is new for me like I was a I was alive but I wasn't really alive yeah. you know what I mean yeah like, all those memories are just so vague, vague and tiny and foggy mm-hmm. like I don't even know like oh I remember these jerseys like I remember when he hit that yep. shot Kind of. I remember the excitement in my dad or something like that. You know, yeah. I don't really remember that moment mm-hmm. as much as I would love, but it's cool to watch it go back and watch this. I'm just I'm just loving it. I'm like a little kid. That's why I don't Still know. the podcast is Sunday night. Ooh, Ooh you know. We Jordan. Gotta, can we move it? Can we move it? No, literally. Can it I, feel <laughs> I can't stop. But next week's, this coming up week is the last one, the last two episodes. So I'm looking forward to just keep learning about Mike. You know, once they do that Kobe one, oh, that it's Kobe be- documentary. That's gonna be amazing, and I'm sure.
1: Because isn't um, um, Dwayne Wade's producing that one, right? I think I think, I think, think sure. it's Wade that's I know,
0: that I know that Kobe had cameras follow him around his last season. Oh God. The same way Michael did. So, oh, that's
1: going. We're going to get like that's this, gonna hurt. the same that's kind of different level. Yeah,
0: we're going to get the same kind of uh exclusive content yeah. from Kobe that we got from Mike, and I'm sure, and I'm sure whenever that LeBron, gotcha. comes, whenever, whenever LeBron decides
1: is, he's tired of playing basketball. after but I'm sure LeBron has like a bunch of level. cameras,
0: man, <laughs> ready to go at right all times. <laughs> all stuff filmed for since, since he Look, got like from the load, uninterrupted,
1: following him around, just loading content, whatever necessary. Ain't that crazy? made a full right. how do you make a full industry off of just being yourself that is some boss level mess i'm here for it right that's how
0: that's what you should do you got to create opportunities and lebron is lebron is the creator of opportunities, truly so. that
1: man knows how to thrive if he don't have nothing else that man knows how to make a business opportunity out of his life but on the topic of michael make sure you watch his espn 9 p.m on sunday nights all right Next yep. week is the last one. So if you can, I'm sure they'll probably do a full rerun. Pull up on that, Listen to it. Watch it. Get you some history. pop it in the back of your brain. Culture pop history.
0: And if you don't, whatever. Uh, they're not sponsoring us yet. They're so not. They're, be, you you don't get that much me. play. But it's cool. I, heard this, I heard it's cool. It good. I heard you know, it's pretty good. You check your TV guide. That's all I got to
1: say. Check your TV guide. Okay. <laughs> your TV guide. <laughs> but while, <laughs> while we're still in Culture Cops, please know this man, 6ix9ine, made a comeback. Um. that's all I got to say about that he really had the audacity to say I'm still the king of New York after being a snitch being thrown in jail and making his way out we don't like you, your hair's been multicolored for a while you truly are a billionaire <laughs> but frankly I'm not a fan, I'm not a fan I don't listen to his music, I don't, w- don't want to listen to his music, I can say he really, He. I mean this man made a comeback literally I'm like a post said I'm back and they mad my irritation is that you can at least use proper grammar men usually go to jail and come back smarter you came back more irritating I didn't know that was possible <laughs> but, you come back smarter you didn't, Muslim, you didn't come back Muslim smarter <laughs> stronger you didn't come back with a prison workout routine like what no. did you come back with a diss track
0: you know more more okay hits. and then because, you know, these young kids, I feel like these suburban white kids, they don't care. That's He's per- perpetrating a lie anyway. Like, that's not his you life. That's not the life he lives.
1: tattooed on your forehead. Like, you're a dummy. Forehead.
0: Right. Like, come on, man. These kids don't care. They don't. These kids don't care about the street life because they don't grow up they in don't. the street life. And neither does he. So, like, this is just, it's all for play. And, but I mean, when S- you bruh, get to joke around. When Snoop dogs you, you, it's a rap for you, bro. Right. And, I mean, black dudes are like, you are pre- you're just trying to live off the life, the life of real actual people dudes who actually who are in jail. Okay. So yeah, you you're teaching this to like little suburban kids Look, who think okay. this shit is real, and you're living a real okay. life, but and nothing you do yeah, real. There so was that video just,
1: of them where they were like like wiping their noses and putting their thumbs down. And apparently that's a whole, again, my suburbanite. So that's a whole daggone gang sign. I say like, I'm like, oh, y'all about to take these little white kids shot. These little white kids about to oh, yeah, shot. Oh, yeah, no, TikTok. This is why. Yeah,
0: TikTok is you real gotta kids. You chill
1: out. You could have had these kids dead in the streets. This is ridiculous. But, yeah, so he dropped this trash ass uh, this track that I still haven't listened to and really have no interest in. Honestly, his hair throws me off. I'm not going to front with you um and then apparently he had according to tmz and you can't really trust tmz for a whole lot but according to tmz he had to relocate after house arrest address leaks online because what are you he went to prison and got dumber so hey
0: yeah, was,
1: God bless him
0: you know that's that young hip hop that's a little too young yeah for me. it's not my ministry and it's, and it's all trash uh, it's, so it's not I'm talking not talking about uh, nothing so
1: again we're not going to give you a whole lot of play just know that 6 9 is back and God only knows how long until he says on somebody else so maybe he learns <laughs> maybe he learns less than the first time I really doubt it but clearly he's bored and frankly I don't want to see it so you and your two million suburbanite white children and uh, suburbanite black kids who want to be fake hard can kick rocks with no shoes on enjoy that process <laughs> Um, moving Forward, Beyonce the Queen of Pop, the Queen of RB. Well man, now I'm not gonna retract that. Beyonce the Queen dropped a track with, <laughs> with Meg the Stallion, and frankly, the Savage remix changed lives. It, it changed, changed lives. We were sick of oh. Savage. We were tired. Tired of the Savage song. We were tired You see it. Using Beyonce bruh, Homes. Bruh, bruh, Beyonce, versus... Beyonce okay. Homes. And if you can't jump in your pants, you don't feel my pain. That line alone, a banger. Beyonce been a rapper. Beyonce has been a rapper. And she hasn't gotten play until recently. And it's rude because she's, and she said, oh, I had to be a billionaire for y'all to acknowledge me as a rapper. If I, she she got on that track, bro, and basically said, if I ever wanted to rap, I would kill all of you hoes careers. That's what Beyonce said. That's what Beyonce said without saying it.
0: I mean, it really helps with your husband it can be your ghostwriter. <laughs> But and, does it matter? Yeah, so you know. But does it matter? oh uh, no, that's 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 your that's your that's dub. you know the biggest.
1: I used I was never have, Beyonce fan. Won. I was never a Beyonce fan. It wasn't until like it wasn't until Lemonade I became a Beyonce fan. And then I realized as a oh, wow. singer, I said as a singer, you can't not respect her artistry. And I went back. It took you that long. I was I grew up on Christian music. I ain't no Beyonce, so like I know Beyonce. So that whole like
0: that whole Beyonce Luther Vandross song, you just just totally missed that. Oh my head. amazing vocals. Oh okay. my so You you been you been? I sleep. been, been sleep. Right.
1: It, a, a real one knows how to acknowledge their trash. I have been sleep. Okay, it's okay. But then I went back after I realized after Lemonade, I went back and listened to her whole discography, and I was like, oh, I I was on some BS. I'm so sorry. I I apologize to her without her even knowing who I am. I said Beyonce I'm sorry right. I was dumb and childish please don't judge me Beyonce
0: been mm-hmm. queen to me I'm always I don't have I have nothing <laughs> to say but stand but 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 to stand you can't do it I you like can't do but
1: stand the good says so she dropped a phenomenal song they broke the internet you can't help it like, you like we were I wasn't sure that you could make savage less annoying and Beyonce came in and made it a whole new song that's a gift I like,
0: I like Savage. I like Savage from the jump. I think it was TikTok that kind of absolutely. messed it oh, absolutely. up. cuz Everybody was doing the dances. Absolutely. But like the song on its own merits is... No, oh, no, she like, did. She is nice. But we were tired of Her it. Her flow is nice. We were tired. I, yeah, I, but that's the thing. I, I'm sure all the women were playing that song It was repeat, bad. It, it, it was dropped bad. Out, so y'all be and it was overplayed.
1: So. But Beyonce came in and made a song that was overplayed overplayable again that that's talent that's talent y'all
0: gonna ruin it it's okay y'all gonna kill it before we that's get to go ta- back outside. oh i'm sure
1: Oh no 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 no. no, The way they 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 made a line dance for it. They made a line dance for it. Uh-huh. And I okay. will learn oh, it. going to live forever. Okay? <laughs> that's that's real. It's live if you make a if you make a song specifically to a line dance, it's going to live forever. That's and that's a word to all the artists out there. If you want to be a true artist, make a song a Man. line dance. <laughs>
0: Man. Yo, Cupid shuffles like that's Period. right.
1: Carrie <laughs> Pooh period. Just like City Girl said, period. Yeah, so Beyoncé broke the internet, and frankly, it's Beyoncé's internet. It's been Beyoncé's internet. And then Kalani tried to break the internet, and frankly she did, because wasn't nobody really ready for that whole album to drop. Uh, Tiana Taylor announced that she's dropping an album as well, so shout out to her. And then, of course, we have Chloe and Hallie who are dropping on the 15th. So, we have a good little intro into music. And, and all
0: your queens all are about the to queens. drop the uh, Why? Summer. Because
1: black women win. Summertime is our season to thrive. Black women in the sun and yellow, honey, change your life. It'll change your life. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> and then our last little piece for our Culture Cops for the week is that Jerry Stiller has passed away at the age of 92. If you do not know who Jerry Stiller is, you did not watch The King of Queens or you didn't watch Seinfeld. Either way, you have lost a part of your life because both that man is hilarious. Jerry Stiller has was hilarious. King of Queens? As a like fourteen year old, I was watching King of Queens faithfully because it was hilarious. My man's passed <laughs> away.
0: I agree. Rest in peace to Jerry Rest Stiller. In peace. Uh, ben Stiller's Yeah, dad. man. Uh, so movies.
1: Excuse me. Did you not no. know that? And it makes it all make
0: sense now. I knew them individually. I did not know them as a a pair at all. Uh,
1: Wow.
0: I've known that's the only reason why I've known them. Wow. All the movies. He's in so many movies. Zoolander.
1: uh, Heavyweight.
0: He's in all his movies. And so was his mom. There was always movies. Oh
1: I'm sick. That never occurred to me. Now like like you know how you like go through the movies in your head and you see all the Mm -hmm. holy cow. Yep. No, no, but that's how I feel about Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy's husband in all of her movies. If you've ever seen Bridesmaid, the guy that plays the um the what, what are the people on the plane that play they carry guns? Air air traffic air, the, the air, air marshal she's like you're an air marshal she's like no I'm not the whole it's a, it's a whole thing mm-hmm. damn it I did not know that was his dad Oh, yep. whole moments of yep. life missed that's how you know you're young that's right. crazy <laughs> that's
0: how you know you're young yes it is I, I know don't you're young don't judge me but that's okay by
1: four years bro hey that's it's wild but right. yeah so rest in peace Please. to um Jerry Stiller he was an incredible comedian a hilarious actor he brought himself to the, brought himself to the world his roast I rewatched his roast hilarious recently Hilarious, good times. He was he was a very very good good actor, um, incredible comedian. So rest in peace to him. Um, shout out to all his fans, people who kept him on the map. Um, the King of Queens is. It needs to go up in price now. That man was hilarious. But anyway, moving forward. So that was our small piece for Culture Cops. Be mindful that I'm going to have a drop for that coming up soon. That is going to be your every two weeks. This is what's important. This is what happened in culture. This is what's pushing forward. This is what to look forward to. Uh, I'm actually kind of proud of that name. So keep keep it in mind. (laughs) I'm going to have little things I'm going to build around Culture Cops. So Um, As we are talking about culture, though, We would be remiss as brown people who have put together, brown and black people have put together a podcast with the intention of acknowledging what it is to bring to light issues that are important to our community, issues that can be a bridge for communities or people that aren't a part of our community. And so we're going to move on to what will be a segment that we address likely every podcast that is about important political and or news topics uh this week we are going to sound off first on the fact that people in Clearwater and around the country are protesting stay-at-home order you are fools <laughs> i don't have anything else to say to you you're a fool
0: it's it's uh like i, get I don't it. People are losing their jobs. People are losing money. But when you protest getting your haircut or you protest not being able to work out by working out on the sidewalk, you kind of just reinforcing my point you don't need to go to ass the gym. don't really need a gym. <laughs> dummy? Like, oh my god. I see you doing squats on the sidewalk and I see you doing your jumping jacks and shit, so I think you're cool. I think cool you're good actually. If
1: the gym is closed, yeah, that's stupid. So, dummy? That was so um, and
0: there's people dying from real shit. So, and plus I think I think I don't get it. A little bit we are a little bit numb. To this, mm. to where you think it's okay to protest about your hair getting cut or Rob is not yep. being open or something like that. When we've lost, we've lost eighty thousand people in this country.
1: Yeah,
0: like are we really Alone. that numb to the fact that like we've lost eighty thousand people to this? And maybe those numbers are inflated a little bit because you know they're just adding in things. Even that if are, they aren't inflated, uh, You died of a heart attack while having the fact COVID. that people are dying time, at all,
1: and you want to protest. Right the fact that you could die by being next to somebody who doesn't know that they have a virus is a problem right. like the like america is losing in the war of who is best worldwide because idiots assume I I, let me not call you an idiot, but because you haven't done enough research or decided that logically it would be smarter for me to be at home and be bored for however long it takes for our country to get this under control or at least start operating Mm -hmm. like other countries where there's daggone sanitizer stations from the time you walk in the door to the time you leave where they're spraying your entire body down. (laughs) Like y'all are more concerned with working out and seeing your friends than you are with staying healthy and being alive.
0: But you right. want us, and to and it's not you. about right, and it's not about um, your freedoms being lost. Because as a young black man, I mean, I would say your you are, freedom. You talk about freedom. You're all right. You're this all is right. the freest some black uh, men have ever been in the house. Yeah, so it's it's really disrespectful. To it's wild. your other cultures, of uh, uh, people that are like, or just their problems are a lot bigger than you having to worry about.
1: Some I, can't, shit I like can't go that. lift a weight. But, um, but since you bring up the topic of other communities not being free or not having the same kind of freedoms that you all claim you no longer have, please kick rocks without shoes on. Please do it. Um, we, as two black people in America, have had to go through yet again another <laughs> traumatic and <laughs> I don't even I don't even know, Garrett. I just I can't.
0: Another we had to go through <laughs> another week of seeing uh young black men gunned down in the mm. street, either by police or vigilante, by vigilante
1: dumbasses uh,
0: wannabe cops. Um, And while people are protesting their gyms and coffee shops not opening up, uh, there are black neighborhoods within New York and Chicago and L.A. that are being um, overpoliced and getting way more rougher treatment when it comes to uh, the the stay-at-home order to where they're getting roughed up and getting slammed on the ground when cops are in New York and white neighborhoods passing, passing out
1: masks. Out masks. So it- you got the audacity to shove a man to the ground, have your knee in his back, cuffing him for being outside, but you want to pass out masks at Williams Park in New York.
0: Yeah, so you know, this shows the inequality of that what we have to go through, and that's why we roll our eyes at dumb stuff like of you complaining about your nappy-ass head. I can't get my hair cut.
1: My eyebrows aren't done. It's
0: it's whatever. Eyebrows
1: aren't done.
0: It really is whatever. So I mean, uh
1: it's annoying. Oof, it's annoying. Guess, we're, we're gonna hop yeah. into this topic. We're gonna hop into it. But I just want I just wanted to start this part of our conversation with a very clear and unapologetic acknowledgement of the fact that we go through this at least once a year. And we've been going through this at least once, at least yeah. once a year since Trayvon Martin passed away, where it has been publicly acknowledged. We have seen video of it. We have heard footage of it. We have heard sound. We have seen injustice after injustice take place and take precedent and it be the expectation. We have seen Black people die in this country, remind us that we are not considered as relevant as other people. And let me just acknowledge, and I will say this with all confidence and without apology, Black lives are not the same as Spanish lives in this country. Spanish lives are not the same as Asian lives in this country. Period, point blank. Just because we are of color does not mean that we are the same because George Zimmerman was what? Hispanic and he was killing a black man. So let's calm down. We do not have the same struggle. I am not going to invalidate your struggle. Because yours is very different from mine. My families are not being ripped apart in current times because the government has said that we don't belong here. But trust and believe it happened in slavery. However, you know what Black folks aren't doing? Walking around invalidating Hispanic people's struggle because ours was similar or just as bad. We don't do that. So do not tell me that Black lives don't matter or do not chant that other lives matter over Black lives matter, because rarely will you ever see a Black person also yelling next to you, Black lives matter over Hispanic lives matter. We don't do that. At least I haven't seen it. And if I have, you have all right to say your struggle is real and I acknowledge yours, but let me acknowledge mine. So for every person who tries to have an issue with Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter can kick rocks. White Lives Matter can kick rocks. Stop trying to invalidate the fact that my life also matters because you want to make your point. Acknowledge my struggle. And then we can have a conversation. But since we're on this topic, and clearly I'm heated because this is my favorite topic to talk about because I had a Pan-African minor study in college. So, yes, this is my ish. This is my bag. I'm ready. As a Black man in America, Garrett, how does it make you feel that every year since that—I don't even know. Was that 2008? When did Trayvon— Get shot? No, 2012. 2012? Since 2012 at minimum, mm-hmm. because we have Emmett Till's. We can really get into that bag. But just to start this, from the point of view of a Black man in America, what is it like to have this be a constant reminder? Um,
0: I mean, when it comes to the police brutality or just the death of Black men by some white person who thinks they have the authority to take our life because they think that they're in the right or we look suspicious or uh, we did so and so or we did what or what you know what I mean and that um I fell numb to it for a little bit to where it was hard to focus on Mm -hmm. anything Mm -hmm. of that nature um I put so much energy into Trayvon Mm -hmm. I put so much energy into um Tamir Rice, I put so much energy into Mike Brown that those results kind of drained me, but not even the results so much as the arguments with my white peers about what it meant to be an ally and trying to get them to see my Mm. perspective on things. Um, So I grew exhausted, but these two cases have kind of um, sparked that fire in me a little bit, but in the way of making my white friends uncomfortable, mm.
1: mm-hmm.
0: I guess, uh, I want to make them see what I see when I feel the pain of having to watch a video of someone get shot with a shotgun at like point blank range I want them to see why that's a problem, see why this is traumatic for me, to understand the history of viewing killings uh publicly and the trauma that causes. Yeah.
1: So, so yeah. no, it's, it's a lot. so so let's maybe let's let's break it down a little bit. So just to kind of give background to where these two stories are similar yet very different in how they kind of played out. Because again, all of it is problematic no matter where we go from here Ahmad arbery just to kind of give a or or, i hope i'm saying that right arbery um a quick backstory in case you've been living under a rock or maybe you're out of the country and haven't been on social media um 25 year old man running in his neighborhood was shot and killed by two vigilantes um greg and travis mcmichael which i don't like to say the names of those who were the people who killed somebody else i feel like it gives too much notice to who they are versus who the victim is or who the person who was who had their life taken too quickly but long story short you had these two guys who were just clearly bored shot and killed a 25 year old who was running in their neighborhood because they believed that he was quote unquote responsible for burglaries despite the fact that he also lived in the neighborhood so you know you can you can die. And that's so evil. But like, I just, I don't have the patience. And like, the Christian in me really needs to do better with this because I'm trying to be a better person and show love at all costs. But like, nah, you attack this man while he was minding his business and they were like, oh, we killed him because he was struggling for him. I shotgun to try and kill me. Yes, because you were harassing him. But that's Arbery's story. And then you have... Uh, Sean Reed, who was killed by police officers, and his story is very different than Ahmad's. Um, Either way it goes, both are problematic because he was a father, he was a son, he was an uncle, and he was shot in the back multiple times by a police officer who, in many instances, it would be considered that he would have used a taser, he would have used another kind of force before he chose to use a gun and kill somebody. But again, whether it is a black man being shot by cops or it's a black man being shot by vigilantes who believe that we don't belong in the neighborhood or believe that because they fit a quote-unquote stereotype they deserve not to be there but either way it goes it begs this question or it brings up this topic of black and brown people watching representations of themselves being played over and over and over and over and over over again on social media because it's being reshared multiple times. You're seeing the same right. picture multiple times. Uh, they're going through the same trauma again and again and again. And if, if I think even if you go through not I think. I know that if you go through different types of studies that have been done about the trauma that can be passed down through DNA and how that has been done on those who are Holocaust survivors or Holocaust descendants, they talk about how that trauma can affect you into now. And so if, if that's valid, then of course it must be valid that people who are descendants of slaves have trauma that are being passed down. Because in reality, our generation is only, what, a generation and a half removed from slavery. So what do you think is the most traumatic about having to watch that video over and over again. Why do you think that's so problem prone? Because it's the same as
0: the old uh, watching Mm. lynching. Mm. It's the same as a Mm. a mob party. Uh, You are are watching black men get killed Mm. in the streets, gunned down, hunted by white men. All that does is place Mm. fear in you. Um, I mean, there is importance to seeing these videos. Uh, there was importance to Emmett Till's casket Ooh, open, being child. open because those things, um, maybe not for Black people so much, yeah, because this is the lives that we it live wasn't for every us. day. But for mm. your allies, uh, they need to see the the reality, the the yeah. of of this situation. You get what I'm saying? So you need people to say like, "Oh wow, mm. this is graphic. Oh wow, this is disgusting. Like I can't mm. it's hard to to look at this." But it's like, "Yeah. This could have been mm. me. This could have been me walking running mm. in Lakewood. This could have been me running in like a neighborhood." So you need to empathize and see yourself in these men getting shot. And
1: I think and go, problem, ahead, I go, think ahead, with
0: go us, ahead. All right. So the problem I think with us is that watching it, it creates um, a little bit of post-traumatic stress to where you are watching mm-hmm. Tamir Rice get pulled up on the cops and shot within like two seconds. You're watching um, Mike Brown. You're watching all these videos of black men dying, like violently mm. dying on video. And violence is, is traumatizing. Like you, people don't think about that, but like that affects you. When I, I clicked that video on accident. I saw um, a congressman post mm. the video of a mod. I it auto played, so by the time I had scrolled to it and clicked it, mm. it was already the mm. first gunshot had already gone off. So I'm watching him stagger and fall. So when those things happened, I was messed up all last week. Like I was messed up till Friday, to where I had to address it with my friends because a lot was laying on my chest with that. So I feel like it throws mm. us off. It throws you off your balance, and it's not like oh, I want to be blind to the world. Like oh, don't 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 tell me about this. Yeah. I want to be ignorant to what's going on in my community. Like I'm not trying to hide from it, but reading the story does just as much for me. Watching the video as it does for for watching because I live this. Like I I mm. see myself in all these young men. Like so, what is that doing? Like that's a piece Ooh, of me dying. That's Every a time word. Wow, like, oh,
1: that's a word.
0: So damn, it's like throwing me off. It really does throw me off when I uh, when I see stuff like that. And I'm sure I'm not the only young black man that that throws off. So
1: um, that's such an interesting shit, perspective. Yeah. Like it had never occurred to me the historical context behind why it'd be traumatic. Like i th- I think you just put it perfectly, mm-hmm. like watching a lynch mob or watching someone get dragged from their home as a slave and know what's coming next. I think, okay, I'll say this. I think it's a really interesting point that you make about how traumatic it is to watch. Those videos over and over again and how you drew the comparison between lynch mobs and you drew the comparison even between like like families having mm-hmm. their loved ones dr- drug out of their households in the middle of the night by slave owners or even like in the 60s and the 70s by their mm-hmm. neighbors you know what i mean not even like, can, yeah, you go and, like throwing like little those like alcohol bombs where i think it's crazy Firebonds. I had, I have never, yeah. ever drawn that comparison. Yeah, I think that is, yeah. that is phenomenal storytelling just to see that, just to beca- because you picture it. You don't think about what it was to have someone that you care about drug out of their household, or even if you were a neighbor, like say that you were the black neighbor and you saw exactly mm-hmm. you saw your neighbor being drug out of their house that could and be you at any that moment that could be me if I stick around and so it's just it's perpetuating this idea of fear this idea that you don't belong here this idea that we didn't ask you to be here frankly we ain't asked to be here either I was supposed to be a queen in the jungle somewhere my monkeys I was supposed to have gold and y'all to drug me here and made me a slave and now I am a middle class <laughs> citizen I am supposed to be a queen I am convinced this is some trash I was at least supposed to be on an island this is some mess uh, <laughs> but <laughs> at minimum okay at minimum oh, oh, I, was oh, weird, I was somewhere you better do, do that
0: ancestry.com but <laughs>
1: no it's I have I have never drawn that comparison and I thank you for that because I I pride myself in someone who's a good storyteller and kind of has a full understanding of this but I've never ever thought of it that way where it really is this reminder and this it's, it's, it's just passed down it's like a generational curse where our great-grandparents saw it happening in slavery our grandparents saw it happening in their neighborhoods is they were trying to desegregate and now you have their grandchildren who is our generation just trying to fully understand what it is to have to constantly relive watching somebody that looks like your cousin or your friend or heck even yourself die on video and I think I think what you did was a very unnecessary exactly. exactly. kind of segue into what it is to talk this conversation with your friends it's not necessarily that I need you to understand me, but I almost need you to put yourself in the shoes of the person who was killing me. Like, if you see me and if you see me as the person that died, I need you to understand that in this video you're the person that killed me. And that, that makes it real. That makes it a conversation. True allyship is understanding that you may not be this person and I hope you're not if you're my friend, but you probably know the person that is like this. Un- unaware of it, you're probably unaware that you know them.
0: Now let me ask you a question: Have did, did you talk? to any of your white friends about not uh, you know
1: what's crazy as I've gotten older my circle of Caucasian friends has shrunk and so this isn't necessarily a conversation that I have to have on allyship and the few friends that I do have that are Caucasian get it so it isn't a matter of me having to explain it it is a matter of me having to tiptoe around the topic it isn't oh, well, what do you think about this? Or how does this make you feel? Because they are white women or white men who get it and possibly have brown children of their own. So they see their children in these people's places. And so they know what it is to be an ally because they Mm -hmm. don't see just another black kid who got shot. They see their child. And so I think it makes it a little bit more real for them. Um right. Or I have okay. or my white friends just don't approach me because I know that I'm just too black for it. Like they they just know that Savannah is not necessarily as patient as she needs to be to have this conversation with me. And so if that white friend is listening, I'm working on it. That's why we're here. So let this let this podcast be a bridge. If you have a question, I'm at least willing to answer. But I think that self segregation in a really weird way has kind of played a part in that. Where in college you tend to gravitate towards those yeah. you look like or those who you make friends with in your major. And in my major, I made friends with everybody. Mm-hmm. But the people I was close with happened to be Black. And so when we were in the newsroom and Trump got elected, the four Black kids that yeah. were in the newsroom had a full side huddle before they talked to anybody else because we realized that our lives had just changed for the worse for at least the next four years. And there were white kids that were mm-hmm. in the room celebrating the, the fact that Trump run. So it's just, I don't know my experience has been very different. And the thing is, I really miss having white friends. Like white friends are lit, (laughs) but this isn't a conversation that I've had to have with my friends because my circle has understood it. And my circle has known how to have that conversation. How about you? Do you think that you've had that same experience or what do you think you stand? I
0: mean, I had a lot of talks last week with my white friends, um, several, um, about them, Like I tweeted earlier that week uh, because, you know, it had been boiling up in me. So I tweeted I tweeted uh, something to the effect Mm -hmm. of why do you stay silent on things like this? Why are why am I only seeing my timeline on Instagram and Twitter full of black people tweeting about the injustices that we face? Mm -hmm. When some of you are dating black people, some of you are have good friends that are black and you've not said a word. So I made the case of like, why, why do you fear speaking up? Is it because you do not want to sound dumb? Do you not want to mm. jump in front of me and sound like you are over talking me about an issue that really doesn't address you in that way? Do you feel like, do you feel, or are you scared of For the you repercussions speaking up. that's going to come with your own family and friends? Because, um... Because you got to think, it's easy to talk about these things. Like, oh, I'm woke. Let me talk to Savannah. Let me talk to Garrett about mm-hmm. the things that are affecting them. When well, let's talk, we bring let's it up, you
1: know me. what I'm saying?
0: When we bring it up, they're always like, yeah, you know, I'm telling you, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but do you know if your friends are comfortable enough mm-hmm. to have those conversations at home when it's just them and their families with their grandparents, with their aunts and uncles at the dinner table, when they start talking about these issues and these news stories, when it mm-hmm. starts coming up of oh, uh, well he deserved it, why he reached for the gun, oh, well I heard he was casing the construction joint and stuff like yes, that. Yes, it, ma- it doesn't matter. I need my white friends to say. Does it
1: give you an okay to somebody? That does not that does
0: give you the right. It doesn't matter. So I had conversations. I had conversations last week with friends, like, "What can I do?" Or I'm nervous to post this because I don't want to seem like I'm over talking you. And I had to tell my friends, like, "Look, as an ally, I do not need you to stand in front of me."
1: But at the end of the day, I still need you to also stand up.
0: Like you don't. When it comes to a point. Oh, no. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. When, like, like, So standing up, I mean, I need you to, when I am upset and I'm heartbroken about some stuff, yeah. I need you to stand right next to me and also feel that pain. But when you see me having a hard time yeah. verbalizing how I feel or I can't articulate I'm stressed because what I'm, stressed. I'm trying to put into words because I've watched another breakfast person die, I need you to, for that quick second, be like, all right, word, I know because I've been around Garrett Mm -hmm. Savannah for so long. I know the words to say for this moment. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell the white people that don't understand what Garrett's trying to say, I got it. Because you know why? Because the majority of white people are going to go, like, they're going to see you and I post about something that's happened within the Black community uh a hashtag, a post on Twitter, on Instagram. And once that starts to continue, they're going to be like, yeah. oh, they're just upset about mm-hmm. so like, you know what I mean? They're just upset about this. Instead of being like, no. um, oh, it's just that it's just that issue that they gotta deal with. No. This is the issue that we all have to deal with. If you if you claim yeah. all lives matter so much, then I need you to when this understand life, where when I'm this coming life from is showing and when the when this country in that way. And that's why that my do this wife life does, does not
1: matter. I need you to walk up, and if you're gonna say all lives matter, then that includes black lives. So I need you to I need you to stand here with me. Period. I don't know. I think for and again, I think for so me it's know, just, it's a very right. different conversation because the white people in my life are just different. Like like even my pastor, for example, my pastor is a white man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that man hunts and he rides Harley Davises, but my pastor also has a black stepson. My pastor also has. A black foster son. My pastor mm-hmm. has black friends, has black mentors. Like my pastor, in all his whiteness, understands what it is to be a true ally and so he went to his social media and his own platforms and his own words was like this is disgusting this is problematic this is the country that we live in and then from the Christian point of view was like this is an issue absolutely the Mm -hmm. person is a problem absolutely yes I want to see that person put to death the same way and maybe not these exact words but like this is the gist of what he was saying but at the end of the day he was walking in what allyship felt like for me I didn't feel like I had to explain to him why this was a problem. I didn't feel like he was afraid mm-hmm. to address people that were incorrect that looked like him. I didn't feel like my life or my voice was any mm-hmm. less valuable than his because he knew how to show up for me without being overbearing and my voice not being heard. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's about being a cushion, like be the cushion that I need, be the support that right. I need, understand and, what, and right. be be unapologetic in saying mm-hmm. I don't fully understand where you're coming from because I have not had to see myself die on camera multiple Mm -hmm. times, but I know what it is to be a human and I know what Mm -hmm. it is to not want to see that. And I'm sorry that you've had to go through it. Let me support you by posting. Let me support by calling the government's office, the governor's office in Florida and demanding that people be under investigation. Let me post it. Let me retweet it. Let me post it and see who I'm following or who's following me and the conversations that I need to engage in.
0: And I completely agree with all of that. And I think, who I think it's a lot of white people aren't going for the majority, your friends, your friends' family. When you start, like I was trying to say, I totally lost my point, but when you start talking about mm-hmm. like all these things and justice and stuff, they're going to be able to tune you out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I don't She's really like, get right, it. That's yeah. not my problem. Like, I can, that's not my problem. Uh, that's not my community, whatever, whatever. But, when Verbalize your white friends are able mm-hmm. to go back and say that exact same thing, you say the exact same yeah, thing I said from my lips, and you say that too, it's going to resonate with them more because it's like, oh, mm-hmm. look at my son or my daughter feeling like this, and look at them standing up for their friend. Like, oh, maybe I should be more mindful of what I say. Defend their check my daughter me. because daughter, I'm wrong. Son, aunt niece because whatever is ready to yep. check me and defend and defend their friends and their friends are friends. And that's all I want. I want you to go Still I want be to the be representation. Like for their family yeah. so when I'm gone, I need you to like the definition of integrity right, like the definition of integrity is what you do when you're by yourself, so if you're an ally, yeah. I need to know what you do when the, the black eyes aren't on you. When, when you don't have an audience of blackness of being like, yeah, yeah. I stand for them. When, when I, I'm not there. when I
1: can't be like, yeah, you're down. Yeah, when like, you're black, you're cloak, when you're black, with, cloak without me, on, when, I'm, I'm when it's in a room full of white people, me. you're like, uh-uh, I'm, the cloak. I'm not playing that. When the cloak isn't there, I need to know that you're still fighting for me. Right. And it's not. And you don't got to be the most, but just the same way that I wouldn't let somebody right. talk about and you, and you know, crazy. Had- if you weren't in the room, it's the same way I need you to stand up for me if somebody says something crazy about black folks. And that goes for your black friends and yep. same when thing they say something same homophobic
0: thing. you need to address them you need to stand you need to stand by your your, your um your your lbt allies you need to be you need to be an advocate for them because when it's a room yeah, full of people wrong. with those jokes that's your, that's you start your feeling conscience. uncomfortable you feel you uncomfortable because it. you know that's wrong so so if you take an l for those okay. friends f them like you come back over here to the side where it's like, yo, you stood up for me. You big me up. You had my back when I wasn't even around. I didn't even have to know about that. I could have, that whole thing. Yeah, to the on, slip, integrity. Just on integrity, just on integrity alone. That was just the yeah. fighting for me. And I wasn't even, yeah, just on love. So it's like, that's what I need. And I think a lot of my friends realize that. And I know I'm not saying as a black person, it is your job to tell any white person how to act. It is mm-hmm. not your job. You do not have to do a damn thing if you do not want to. But I feel in my heart that like I'm gonna do a private mm-hmm. white mm-hmm. school. So shit, if I don't do this, nobody's gonna do this. And I wanna see them be better. I wanna see I wanna continue to be friends with and them. That when I'm in my late 40s and that provocation of racism so and underlying hang, bigotry is and like, I don't wanna have the because I want them we didn't to have a conversation, you don't exactly. know. Exactly. Right. So like I don't ever want to have I don't ever want to leave something unsaid because I'm uncomfortable. Like, you know, when I posted all the stuff about a mod, I run with a mod, I do like you know, a black lives matter. Sometimes I get nervous. Sometimes I get worried about, ooh, what are my uh what are my white friends going to feel? I, I don't want to upset anybody. I don't want to start no drama. I'm just trying to say my certain thing, but I've stopped worrying about them mm-hmm. because I know that... Then maybe the problem is you! About and if, if the you shoe sits, like I'm talking about you, then maybe, maybe you the shoe is
1: the problem. Maybe it's your foot. Yeah, but that's maybe. just me. Maybe I'm angry. It's fine. I'll take on the narrative of the angry Black woman at right. this point, because y'all got me ticked off. Okay? With the
0: AWF. But I'm proud of mine. I'm proud of mine. I have a lot of friends that stuck up. And I have a lot of friends who didn't know what to say. And they felt that I was calling them out. That's so it. they came to me and we had long discussions and they were like, you're mm-hmm. right. Like I could say mm-hmm. more or you're right. I don't post on what Facebook are you doing? because mm-hmm. I got a lot of aunts and uncles that will be like, want to pop off in to my post it where it when, matters. when all I really did was post it on Instagram. No, I need you to have the courage to post on all your social media. And I got you. What like, I'm if, in. If you need help I'm with the discussion or they got you in the corner yeah. and you don't know how to answer it, that's when you just, just, just Tag me in, yo. I got you. Like, right. that's, what, and again, that's what it's for. That's, like, now I'm here. Exactly. Like, oh, and again, that's actually. a burden that. I- you know I don't say I mean? burden. Like, that's a decision I'll, that you I'll choose to make.
1: You. And I think that's important that you say that. Like, there are Black mm-hmm. people who very much so stand by the belief that it's not the job of the oppressed to explain to the oppressor why they're being oppressed. And for a very long time, that was my narrative. I'm like, it's not my job as a Black person to well, explain sure. to you why this is some messed up trash. Read a daggone book. There's enough daggone history on the internet to explain it to you. But then I had this mm-hmm. moment where I realized I wasn't being a good ally to lgbtq members as just of as a person of color who's a part of an oppressed community i mm-hmm. found myself tuning out the problems of the LGBTQI plus mm-hmm. community because i'm like oh that's not my struggle oh excuse me and i realized okay i sit in a certain throne of privilege and being heterosexual mm-hmm. that others don't have access to simply because of who they love. And so I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm like, this is a conversation that I have conveniently been right. tuning myself out of, mm-hmm. but I can't do that if I want others to understand my journey and my struggle. And again, if you are a heterosexual white male who happens to be Republican, congratulations. Right. You sit on the top of the throne of comfort and luxury in America because you are nine times out of ten mm-hmm. middle class or higher. You probably got a little bit of money. You don't like men. So you probably look at men who like men differently. And so like you sit on a throne and you have access to spaces and rooms that others don't have access to. But your voice, oddly enough... Is the strongest in these conversations because you're going to bring in our point of view and you're going to bring in a certain level of necessity mm-hmm. that we don't have access to to check those who are wrong.
0: We don't have access to those rooms, so how could I ever trying see these to things shuffle
1: shuffling? The only time the I get to
0: see you is when but you're no. outside of these rooms shuffling. In bet- yeah. To- to another room, yeah, you're just shuffling to another room in a way so, that you'll understand. In the meantime, It'll I try you, to get so that way you, you can take across. To the
1: next room and like before that's, you get to that's okay. Yeah. And it's not your fault. It's not your fault that you were born a white male with money and happened to be Republican. Like it's not your problem. Like it's okay, we get it. But if you choose to have those point of views and are willing to listen, at least listen and also be willing to take these voices into the next room or at bare minimum, you can at least bring me a seat to the table and pe- we can talk about that all day long too. making my own daggone seat and my own daggone table. Cause that's my, my second favorite thing to do, make my own seat, and my own table. But while we are talking about the topic of black lives mattering and we are talking about black men dying and black people Having to be exposed to certain levels of PTSD and it not being acknowledged or treated, we are going to sit here and say, as if you are going to be my friend, if you're going to call me your friend, if you're going to invite me anywhere, you are going to do better about acknowledging this problem and you're going to do better about being my friend, period. Because if Mm. if our kids are playing and your kid says some off-the-wall crap, I want you to know how to address your child in a way to where it doesn't happen again, and my child doesn't leave there feeling less than. And that's important to me. If my kid happens, if I happen to come across your uncle and your uncle comes at me crazy, I don't want you to not feel like you have enough of a voice to defend me.
0: Mm -hmm. That's the thing. And the only reason I'm checking you, Mm -hmm. the only reason I'm bringing these things up is because I'm investing my time. I'm going to require you to do better. And it's because I love you. So if I know you can do better, and I expect you to do better. Like this country. Like, I'm only criticizing you and I'm only bringing points up like, about, oh, you're being mean. I, like, why are you be checking ugly, me like that? Ugly, like, oh, I would never do this to I somebody I didn't give a shit about. You.
1: So, I'm not going you know like, to talk to you crazy. So, I'm going to expect I'm. Gonna, I expect more from so you. So, it's like, you know. Period.
0: That's all. That's all. I just expect more from you. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of my friends have gotten that point. And if they haven't, then I'm it. Yeah. especially going if you got the audacity to be white, and you better get it. And that's, and that's you fine. better get but, it. Like,
1: you better get it, because I'll come. I'll come for your neck. I'll come for your neck. And that's the that's thing. So
0: I'm around a lot. Your children going to be black one day. I'm and so sorry. And and I'm so a lot so of them sorry. don't get it. As a reminder, there and
1: they have kids, so they pop out a whole. time. your kids. They don't. They
0: won't get that they won't get that until it comes time for that. So, so you need to address that, but then, you know what I mean? And that's a lot of, that's a lot of the same problems that I've uh, come like grown up with when it comes to like, yo, I'm I think white you. women. I don't know. I don't want her to think like I'm coming at her. Coming I don't want you. her thinking like, Oh, like, you're like, Ooh, I'm, I don't want to fuck up this relationship Yeah. because I don't want to say something off the wall. But, you got to get over that. The you same way go. that you, you would check me, me if I was whatever, being a foul dude is the same, group, same way I'm going to so check for being a foul white me. woman. So it's like... But I, man, and see, so, we ain't going to that. That so gonna like get into that. We not going to get into that. We not going to do that because
1: it's different. I'm not going to do fight with you. It's rare that you see a white man dating black women who don't get it. It's rare. It's rare. I don't know. You're right, you're right. Uh, it's the the white men think. are dating my friends you you're are just those, You're just
0: in those circles. You're not wrong. You're just in those circles. Yeah. To Travis where Kelsey. You got a bunch of Travis we got Kelsey. We got a bunch of Sam Whites
1: from Twitter. Yeah, you got a bunch, of, yeah. a bunch of yeah. white yeah. brothers you're not wrong. Like,
0: walking around who've been around Black people their whole lives. I'm talking about these white dudes who are just like, ooh, I've been going, I've been dating this white, this Black girl Forever since mm-hmm. high school, at our private, like, you know what I mean? At my little, my little all white high school, little whatever. She might be the only black girl around. Like, we date, blah, blah. No. I still have my same views. Yeah. And I just, I treat her human. She's just a human to me. Nah, you're not embracing her struggles at what it means to be a black woman. And those things, you We're know, i have to
1: break them on so we can have a do, conversation I so I can be patient. Because no. that's different for me. So you, know, it's, it's, you know, it's different for me. But again, we say all no. this no. in love. This mm. podcast is a space where. I am not afraid to say that I am black as they come. Gareth's not afraid to say that he is the black as they come, but he's also the kid who grew up in a space where he was exposed to different kinds of friends and has those friends and relationships that he wants to teach and do better. And so that is a huge part of what this podcast is. And so this will be that space, though it is uncomfortable. We do hope that you at least stuck around to listen because, you know, we got opinions, we got voices. And so we are going to come out of what, I don't know, We're gonna we're going to name it if you have some suggestions yeah. for what this 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 particular sub, topic, subject, whatever, this segment, a good-ass conversation. Hey, we just might. It works. I'm, I'm we, ha- we start good having ass some good-ass conversation. conversation segments. Maybe we'll just name it that. But if you all have a name suggestion, let us know for what um, the segment of our show where we are for lack of better terms, being a bridge and just speaking out on topics um, that are relevant to the Black and Brown communities and on how those who are not a Black and Brown community can understand where we're coming from, understand why we're happy or upset. But uh, mm-hmm. if y'all got some suggestions, it might just be bridge talk, because frankly, I like it. So this is, this is is that is the end of the bridge talks. I like that. That's gonna stick. Bridge talk is solid. We got culture cops and bridge talk. That's <laughs> that's clean you hear these snaps these snaps are for you the snaps are for you so
0: (laughs) So we're wrapping this
1: up with the last uh, segment of the day which will be a consistent segment of all of our podcasts is going to be called cleveland Can Do's. why because we are also a very cleveland-centric podcast and we'll let you know what you can do in your area with that said we haven't talked about corona all daggone podcasts look at us winning. But we are going to mention that we are coming into phase two. Yes, Thank phase two, 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 two of the coronavirus release for the state of Ohio. We have gotten to a point where our governor has decided, you know what, we are going to move forward with helping, helping, Jesus, with helping to uh, open the state of Ohio again. <laughs> so on May 15th, which is coming up this Friday, which let me just say people are thrilled about it, Um. Things are opening: salons, nail salons, barbershop, eye nail salons, eye nails, eyebrow salons, nail salons, <laughs> barber shops, um, places that you go to make yourself unattractive. Hilarious. They are finally opening, y'all. We are not going to be ugly out here in these streets anymore. Dentist offices are opening back up. It's going to be gross. <laughs> Y'all are going to stop being ugly and have a halitosis. Ain't that great? Isn't that fabulous? I'm excited. I'm not going to front with you though. I've seen some, I've seen some, I cannot wait to see these haircuts because a black king with a fresh cut? Honey. Honey, it's okay. It's gonna change your life. I'm telling you right now, it's gonna change your life. As a woman who cut all her hair off and wakes up now with my hair kind of mad in the (laughs) back of my head, a barbershop trip is a vibe, honey. So, barbershops, salons (laughs) are opening back up, as well as restaurants and bars that are outside. So, for those of us who have been waiting in anticipation, anticipation, me, I'm talking about myself. Who have been waiting <laughs> in anticipation for mm-hmm. restaurants to open back up oh, Out-door yeah, the name eating I mean. is officially here I want you to know that if I am by my daggone self I will be at brunch on Sunday afternoon why well after church but why because I have wanted to not have to cook my own food for at least two months now I'm tired I'm tired. I want my drink delivered. I want there to be a cover on top of it. I want you to uncover it, <laughs> place it down. I want to take a picture I feel of it. You. I want to take a boomerang of the bubbles coming up. I want my food to be delivered and plated gorgeously. I want to leave you a tip that is more than what you deserve. But simply for the process of me being here, I'm going to overtip. Restaurants outdoors are opening. And guess what? It's about to be warm in Cleveland Point. <laughs> 75 next week. 75, honey.
0: Yeah. 75
1: God. we're not talking before
0: finally talking about here's it. the snow so you know we we are now. thankful yeah. we are grateful why? thank you Lord
1: play with be why is it snowing in May Jesus um, May 12th like typical retail is supposed to open back up so for us TJ Maxx and Marshall's pe- people. It's time. Our time to thrive has pulled up. Restaurants and things are open on the 15th and then um, as of the 21st, for for 21st they're supposed to be going back to indoor dining. You will not catch me in that bad boy. I'm not doing it. I'll go outside though. Get a little bit of air circulation. A little bit of air circulation I'm here for. <laughs> I'm not eating indoors. That's nasty. No, y'all I don't trust you. I don't. Yeah. I don't. y'all. Yeah. Don't. Y'all yeah. still don't wash yeah. your You're foul. It's disgusting. For a while. But that's going on. Uh, that's some good news for people who are upset with being having to be inside all the time. That's positivity. Good luck. Um, if you're looking for things to watch on TV, Blood and Water is a new show on Netflix about a girl who's trying to prove that um, a very popular socialite at different high school is her sister who's been abducted at birth, so that's going to be really interesting. Drops on Netflix May 20th, Blood and Water. Lovebirds, which is the movie by Issa Rae about her and the Indian guy that are being framed for a murder that was supposed to drop in theaters. That's now dropping on Netflix on May 22nd yes very excited about that one gonna be a grot tim um uh, money heist if you That's haven't watched it, i keep mentioning it has it's a phenomenal plot money heist is still on netflix go watch it and too hot to handle if you want a good laugh eight episodes short quick to the point absolute garbage i'm gonna tell you right now it's absolute trash i've never seen less <laughs> controlled individuals but good nonetheless You go and watch people waste money on kisses. It's stupid, but hey, you got to appreciate it. That's good to go. And then, of course, we're getting back to the 90s, guys. Drive-ins are opening back up. And as Garrett informed me earlier, there's one in North Ridgeville that's opening back up this weekend. So you got some things to do. You got some things to do. Whether you want to stay inside and watch TV, We gave you a full rundown of things you can watch. Uh, If you want to go outside, drive-ins are open. There's outdoor eating. And of course, you can go and get those things done. Like your nails, go get your hairline together. I can see your widow's peak popping out. Please, get your eyebrows done. The caterpillars growing across the front of your face. Don't feel triggered because my caterpillars and my face are growing in, bro. It's very rude. If your caterpillars are growing under your face, get your caterpillars done. Because they're not cute anymore. It's actually very aggressive. I didn't know that my eyebrows could grow in and them still be patchy. It's quite rude. Um, but yeah, yeah. We're, we're starting to get back to some kind of normal by the grace of God there is going to be another peak in Corona and we will be able to continue getting back to normal please stay safe please stay clean wash your hands if you have questions about how to be an ally hit us up on our official Instagram page the talk your talk pod on Instagram we did it we will follow you back because hey. we're trying to get followers out here in these streets we did it Um, and if you don't a follow for a follow we're gonna bring it back follow for follow fridays uh-huh. my name is savannah you can find me oh i'm gonna go by savannah ray from now on our sab sab savannah ray whatever you want to go with okay let me try, let me try. i'm trying to rebrand myself you can think can you feel it can you feel it but my name do is sab you, do. Do you can find you me do. on instagram at s underscore v underscore mccarthy uh-huh. um i'm on that on instagram and twitter and you can follow me at the Talk Your Talk Pod
0: or you can follow my personal one at Gareth G-A-R-R-E-T-H the Great, all one word.
1: Please listen and subscribe on both Spotify and Spotify. Anchor. Keep a listen As we get more listens, we're gonna get to Apple Podcasts. It's gonna be great. Mm-hmm you know you know we trying we trying we so cool we're gonna the be kids doing live shows one day Every you know all that all that good stuff on mondays unless of course we have a rough week which we've been having a, a rough few weeks It's it's been a lot adulting has been hard